Hello, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Todrick Candle. And this week we are celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Twilight appearing in the movie theater. Can you believe it's been 10 years? 10 years, I know. That's It, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. No, it doesn't. Um, I remember going to the the midnight movie, the midnight premiere. We went to AMC Disney theaters, and um, when we went and bought the tickets, we they told us to get there that they we should get there at about three p.m. Um, wow. And I was like, for a midnight movie, and I thought they were nuts. I was like, there is no way. And so we showed up about. 10 p.m. for the midnight movie and at that time the Virgin Record Store was still right there by um, Mm -hmm. the Disney Theater we went across to Virgin and you know got something to drink and we're perusing and we didn't see any line whatsoever at AMC so we were like yeah they were nuts there's no way so we finally go moseying over there at about 10 30 and the guy says you might want to get inside quickly because people were lined up here at noon and have been in the theater all day. And I, I was blown away. I could not believe that people were that, uh, I don't know, dedicated, crazy, wow. rabid. <laughs> like, I don't know what the adjective is. But, well, but they would line up at noon for yeah. a midnight movie. And that's especially crazy to me because when I, we lived in the Northeast when the first Harry Potter movies came out. And we would have to get there for a midnight showing. We would have to get there about 10 at night in order to be in line. So when we first moved to Florida, uh, the next Harry Potter came out and we went over there and they looked at us like we were insane. They said, "Um, uh, no, what are you doing here? The movie doesn't start for another two hours. And we were the only people. I mean, the theater wasn't even full. Um, You know, but that was in that that movie theater was in. uh, Apopka. So it just wasn't, you know, it was, there weren't that many people, there weren't that many people interested, there were, I don't know what the, the rationale was that there just were a lot more. And so we learned that in Florida, you did not have to show up that early. And even for Twilight, I think we saw it in a Koei. And so we probably got there maybe half an hour, 45 minutes ahead of time. I know we didn't get there that early. So I think some of it has to do with the location of the theater. And, and I'm sure that a lot of people wanted to see it at Disney AMC. Right. Too. So I think, um, I, I think people very much underestimated how popular that movie was going to be. I think, uh, yes. I, I think even the movie production company yes. underestimated how popular the movie was going to be. Like they didn't release merchandise until no. like the day before the the movie premiered like when we went to the midnight premiere that night at virgin they had one little tiny end cap that had like maybe like one t-shirt i think they had a blanket a couple of keychains and and the poster yeah and that was it like they and that didn't even get released you know that wasn't even out until like a you know a day or two prior to the opening so i really think they underestimated they thought it was just little teenage girls mm-hmm. who are not a huge movie buying audience and i think they really underestimated the appeal of twilight i think the entire world <laughs> underestimated yeah. the appeal of twilight so agree. how did you discover twilight i discovered twilight um purely by accident in um uh may of 2008 i was um on a, on, a, on a massive road trip across the country and uh, was actually in Modesto, California, which is where I had lived for five years. And we went to the mall and we went to a bookstore and I was looking for something to read. And the, um, uh, the clerk at the store said, oh, these books are pretty popular. So, 
you know, you might want to check these out. And, and they, she said, it's, it's YA. And I kind of went, eh, not a big YA fan. Haven't been a big YA fan since I was a YA. Um, and, but I bought the, I bought the first two books, which I, I, and I put them in my suitcase. I didn't read them on the trip. Um, this was pre eBooks for me, uh, brought them home. Didn't think about them, put them in my nightstand. They, you know, my, the, the, uh, the old fashioned TBR, Right. version of the books on your nightstand um ended up getting horribly horribly sick that august could not get out of bed didn't know uh, that the doctor said i had utter exhaustion and so i i was desperate for something to read and i picked up this book and i started reading and i was so hooked i finished twilight i finished um new moon and for me new moon was an emotional catharsis because part of the reason i was sick was i had I was in the year after I had lost my mom and the two years after I lost my dad. And I was really still struggling with, with that. And it was, I remember reading new moon and just shaking with sobs. I was so just moved. And then I knew the third book was out, but the doctor had, had said, you are not to go anywhere. You're to be in bed. You're not to go anywhere. I snuck out of bed and drove to the bookstore and bought <laughs> And because it was also pre, pre-Amazon for at least right. us, uh, right. bought, bought um, uh, the third book. And then Breaking Dawn was coming out uh, shortly after I finished. Uh, I think it was like a month, maybe it six was like weeks. like August. Right, right. Yeah. So I think I had like, but the, the crazy thing was that I went online trying to find other people who were this involved in this book and the, the series of books. And um, if you remember, Stephanie and a lot of bloggers and readers had decided there was going to be radio silence. Nobody, they closed down the Twy Moms group. Right. They, they did everything because they did not want any spoilers. So here is this new person who is dying to talk to people and and I have nobody to talk to. And I was just, so I actually ended up, I messaged one of the Twy moms and she said, well, there is somebody in your area, but you can't talk about it online, but you can meet them in person. And I did, I went and, and met her and had lunch with her one day. I mean, it was that, it was that bad. That was just, <laughs> that was the first time I think I had ever been so like, I have to talk to somebody right. about this. And right. I, I think I finally got I think Devin read the first two. She was reading when we went, she went with me to the midnight release of Breaking Dawn, the, the book, and she was reading the, I think the third book at the time. I think she was actually like in the store reading the third book. So that was it. That was how I discovered it. How about you? I was teaching middle school. I was teaching um, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade um, English grammar, reading, writing, and all of my students had this black book with the red apple on the front <laughs> and it, i mean and we're talking my sixth grade like my my low readers who um you know were, were struggling with reading level all the way up through my eighth grade gifted students everyone boys and girls had this book on their desk and i i was very intrigued as to okay you know i'm trying to spark reading in these kids i'm trying to spark an interest in these kids what is this and so i went to the librarian our media media specialist and asked her what the book was and she's like oh you know i think actually you might like it it's um it's called Twilight. You know, it's a romance. It's about vampires, but you might like it. Um, it's YA, which for our listeners that don't know is, you know, young adult. Mm-hmm. And um, I started reading it and I really had kind of 
gotten away from reading. I absolutely love reading, but just life had really taken over and I hadn't been sitting and reading. I'm, I'm ashamed to say for years, it just, it just was something I had kind of gotten away from, even though I enjoyed it. And I, this was like water quenching a thirst. I didn't know was there. Like I just could not read it fast enough. I, I, I just, I shot through it. Um, new moon, really really uh, like affected me I, I I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed through new moon and um and then read um you know kept going through the series breaking dawn was not out yet and mm. I would go to Stephanie's website and just voraciously pour through every detail I could find <laughs> I didn't know about twi moms I didn't know about the Facebook groups that wasn't something I was familiar with and um, I, I would go to Stephanie's website, like any, any update, I think at that time, like her brother was running her website or yes. something and yes. any update yes. that was coming out, anything I could find, any little morsel, I would Google, you know, anything about Twilight and find any kind of, um, you know, anything I could find about it. And of course, talking with my students every day, I mean, I was incorporating it. It was great because it was something they connected with and something they were interested in. And it was a great teaching tool. Like I was able to do, um, you know, let's do a compare and contrast essay with the powers of the vampires versus the powers of the werewolves or the advantages of being, you know, do a persuasion essay. Why would, you know, why would you want to be a vampire? Why would you want to be a werewolf? Um, You know, making choices, making decisions, like different things like that, that we were able to discuss and incorporate. And I could put, you know, twilight questions on a, on a test, incorporate twilight into, you know, find the verbs in this sentence, but it be something from the book and, and they loved it. They ate it up. It was definitely something they could connect. And we did, um, like field day, my homeroom was the twilight team for field day. And so, um, for me, it was definitely something that I connected with my students and, and something that I, you know, was able to embrace with them. But on a personal level, I loved those books. And when Breaking Dawn came out, we were running through the Newark airport about to miss a plane. They were calling our names for final boarding. Um, We were late for reasons that I won't go into. But uh, I saw Breaking Dawn on the end cap of the bookstore in the airport and and just nearly had a conniption fit. And um, my lovely knight, who am I adore, actually said run ahead get on the plane I'll get the book and he stood in line and got the book even though we were about to miss the plane and and brought the book on the plane and I I had I had like torn through probably half that book by the time we got back home to Orlando so um I I think that was what kind of kicked off my love of reading again reminded me how much I love to read and and I really I, I think that's one of the reasons, you know, people will bash Twilight all the time, and I, I don't care. I loved the story, and I loved the fact that it gave me a connection with my students, and I loved the fact that it, that it again, ignited my love of reading and reminded me how much I loved getting lost in a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing about, there's nothing like, like going back even in reading. It's, it's one of those books, for me at least, that when I do do a reread, and I have every now and again... Um, it, it just really brings me back to that place where I was. And, and, you know, for me, it's, it's not only been 10 years since the movie came out, but it's been 10 years since I read it. Uh, the book came out in 2005, but I didn't discover it until 2008. Same Um, year. Yeah. So, so it's the 10 year anniversary of, of both. And, um, 
and it did. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it takes me back to that, that time. And, um, it was definitely a uh, life changing, um, you know, and just, why the, do you think, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I was, I, I think I'm going to address what you were just about to say. Why do, why do I think it was life changing or why, why was it? Yeah. Why do you think this book resonated with people so much, not just teenagers, not just young adults, you know, the market that it was intended for, like this book blew up. Why do you think this particular book resonate, resonated so much with people? I think, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think that there's probably as many reasons as there are readers. I don't think everybody had um, the same reason for reading it. Uh, I think that her characters were imminently relatable. Uh, Stephanie did a really great job of creating in Bella the um, the girl who so many of us were, you know, um, the the shy. Well, she wasn't necessarily shy, but she was she was clumsy. She was a little bumbling. She was always second guessing herself, and she had a lot of insecurities um, that that may have come from her upbringing, from her history, from you know the fact that her her mother was kind of a um, what would you call her mother? Kind of a free spirit. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that they ha- almost had role reversal. Right. Where, exactly. You know, she, was, she was more the parent than the mother was. Exactly. And now she's in this situation where she's back in a uh, really a more traditional, even if it wasn't even with she and Charlie didn't have a completely traditional uh, father daughter relationship. It was certainly more than it than what she'd had with her mom. And then you have this boy and you know, I, I've, I've thought about this, but there's the idea of the boy who doesn't like you and why doesn't he like you? Because at the beginning, she assumed that, that Edward hated her. Right. You know? Right. So um, that probably speaks to a lot of us who, when, when we're going through that time period of discovering boys, discovering feelings, um, that boys are conditioned to think girls have cooties for a long time, for a much longer time than girls are conditioned, I think. Um, So I think that there's that that idea of going back to that period in your life when maybe you were beginning to have feelings about the opposite sex or, or whoever you are drawn to, whoever you are romantically drawn to. And maybe that group of people or that particular person isn't to that point yet. And there's that that idea of, you know, does he? Why doesn't he? Why is he doing this? Why does he act this way? Do, you know that that obsession that you have at a as a right. as an early teen, right. teen. So, um, I definitely think that I I I mean there were a lot of things in her that I could identify with. However, I did, and I'm probably going to get lynched for this, but like I I don't like Bella. I don't like the character. She annoyed the crap out of me throughout all four of the books, which is funny because I loved the books. Um, passionately, but she irritates me much like, you know, another like huge fan film outlander. Claire irritates the crap out of me. Like I just, (laughs) I don't like either one of those main characters, but I loved the story. I think what appealed to me the most or what resonated the most with me was that it was almost like what she received from Edward was almost like an unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And that's something that that's very much appealing to me like that type of romance in that you know no matter what happens he's going to love her and and he's going to protect her at all costs and he's going to you know move heaven and earth for her like that kind of thing um you know appealed to me the fact that this was a guy who was almost indestructible 
who would always protect her and always be there for her and always, you know, uh, be watching out for her. And that whole thing of he's a bad boy, he's dangerous, mm-hmm. um, you know, she kind of shouldn't be with him, he shouldn't be with her, that forbidden love kind of thing is definitely um, attractive or appealing. The fact that you're willing to overcome whatever this, you know, this huge obstacle is because the love you have for each other is just so strong that, you know, what's a little death? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and it's funny because when you look at it and you talked about rereading it, it's funny when I reread it, there's things that I see differently that I'm like, oh, it probably should not have been romantic that he was sneaking in her bedroom and watching her at night. Like, that's a little <laughs> creepy, creepy stalkerish. Yeah, a little stalkerish. But somehow in the context of the story, it was like, oh my gosh, she's watching her sleep. Like, you know, would I want someone to sneak in and watch me sleep in real life? Hell no. <laughs> but like, it just, you know, in the context of that story, like the fact that he was so enamored of her, the fact that, you know, after a hundred years, he'd finally found the one. Like it just, it really, it really worked for me and um I loved even in the tri- in, even in the triangle and I am I am full on team Edward I love Jacob yeah. I I totally adore Jacob but I'm full on team Edward for Bella um but I loved in the triangle the fact that they were both you know they both had good things like it wasn't like one of them was a bad guy and she was trying to choose and there was just so much angst and so much conflict so yeah I, I was know. I was militantly team Edward also um and to the point that I didn't even I didn't even want to think about Jacob I just no. he was just I was so anti no. um and I feel sorry for Jacob I feel like she yes. used Jacob yes and I, I did and it was too. one of the things that I did not like about her yeah. is I felt like she used Jacob as her security blanket she used Jacob to make her feel good she used Jacob to make herself feel loved because Edward had abandoned her, which really kind of pissed me off at Edward. But um, I did feel like she used Jacob knowingly. She knew right. he had feelings for her. She knew um, that what she was doing was ultimately going to hurt him. And I feel like she did it anyway. Right. She was, I think it was very selfish. I did not hate Bella. I did not necessarily find her her annoying. I actually liked her up until we get to Breaking Dawn. And then I, I had a little bit of an issue with her in... Um, in Breaking Dawn, I, I, I actually, for me, what was appealing about Bella was that she was a normal, typical human girl. Right. And, and I did not like some of the developments that, that came about in Breaking Dawn. Um, so I, I, she, it started to lose some of its appeal to me then. But I, I also wonder whether in, particularly in, in Twilight, the, the first book itself, in uh, to a certain extent, New Moon, but definitely an eclipse. It also brings up an interesting idea of of sex because we know that Edward and Bella cannot have sex. Okay, right, and right. that is a big theme, really. When you when you look back, and it's it's a big theme. Um, and by two thousand five, when the book came out, two thousand eight, when I discovered it, when you and I discovered it. Um, we had kind of gotten to a point in both literature and movies where teen sex, I think, was kind of uh, was kind of expected. I mean, expected, there, yeah. There was I no agree. reason not to. I remember when I wrote Fearless, and and um, thinking about, and it was my only YA books. These are my only YA books. Um, what would be the reason why they wouldn't have sex? Why they wouldn't be sexually right, active? Right. Why would you have two people? And and I, you know, I had a lot of personal reasons that I could share, but how could you present 
realistic characters in this day and age who would have a reason not to do it. And I think Stephanie, by setting up that vampire, you know, if we do it, I'll probably kill you. Right. You know? Yeah, I think that I think the 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 sexual tension building throughout the books was definitely a draw of the books. Um, I will say, once they actually did the deed, I was very disappointed in, in <laughs> Stephanie. I know these are YA books, but I wanted the adult version. Like they walk out in the water, and then the next page is feathers flying and bites out of the headboard, and I'm like, "Whoa, wait, there's pages missing. What <laughs> happened? I want details. I want to know what happened." So, um, you know, it's it's funny because at that point, like it was, I really wanted. I think more than the YA version of that book. I wanted the details. But um, yeah, I think Breaking Dawn for me was disappointing in a yeah. lot of ways. And it's funny. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm being kind of negative about the books at the same time that I'm saying I love the books. But for me, Twilight was my favorite mm -hmm. of the series. And I feel like I kept chasing the high of Twilight through yes. New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. And in Breaking Dawn, I really felt like... Stephanie for me personally I felt like at the end she got tired of writing and she tied a big bow around everything because yeah. you had all these conflicts that were set up you had all these things that were that were building you know the Volturi are coming from Italy and they're bringing the wives for the first time ever oh god <laughs> they're bringing the wives and there was this huge battle to ensue and you had this huge conflict with with Jacob and with the you know the baby and is it going to kill her and all this other stuff is happening and then it's like all of a sudden everything just wrapped up with a oh yeah no no we're not going to fight no everything's cool everything's fine our bad we're going to go back to Italy and oh how convenient Jacob falls in love with the baby so that takes care of that issue and then oh of course he's going to bite her and she's going to be fine yeah everything worked out so um it's funny because like I didn't want anyone to die and, mm. and I think in the movie version of Breaking Dawn, when they kind of played with the ending, I was absolutely horrified and like, you know, <laughs> oh my God, no, go back to the ending that I hated, please. Um, but you know what? Like with that kind of buildup, someone should have died. A main right. character should have died. Like she built it up through that entire book of how bad it was going to be. And then just kind of right. went, ha, psych, just kidding. Yeah. So um, I was really disappointed with Breaking Dawn. And again, I didn't want anyone to die. I didn't want Bella to die giving birth. And I didn't want Jacob in pain. But at the same time, like, that's the path she took us down. And then I felt like at the end, she was like, oh, here's a rainbow. Have fun. But, you know, it, it just, to me, wrapped up too quickly and too neatly. Well, to I mean, remember that it was originally. Realistic. Right. No, realistic. <laughs> yes. Well, when my vampires come. No. It wasn't um, realistic. <laughs> remember that originally it was one book. The entire right. thing was one book and she was, you know, persuaded to, to, uh, you know, break it up into, into the four. Um, for me, I loved Eclipse. Um, yes. I, I liked elements of New Moon, but I get New Moon is the one that going back, yes, it made me very emotional at the time, but I go back and I think, what I mean, she she basically becomes comatose because her boyfriend leaves town. You know? Right. And Although I will say I loved just on a on a on a I don't it's not technique on st a stylistically or whatever. Yeah. I loved the blank. Me pages too. Yes, I did because too. Because I think that every 
adult woman and, and probably man too, you know, has that experience where someone just completely shattered their heart and you don't want to move and you don't want to get out of bed and you feel like the sky is falling mm-hmm. and you feel, you know, sick and despondent and just it, it, blank, blank pages. Yeah. You just feel like life is blank pages for that time period of recovery. And I thought that was a brilliant way of showing that. Like, I, I don't, too. I don't think that there were words that could convey the depths of what she was feeling and no. having those blank pages as her life just kind of went by, I thought was very um, appropriate. That was really symbolic. I exactly. Thought. Yes. And, and I, and I agree. More powerful it was words. very well done. Um, but again, as I say, I go back and okay, and, and that's where the the vampire and the supernatural um, can can be used to explain some things. Well, she had this, you know, incredibly deep connection to him um, that was because of his vampiric nature, partly, right? Maybe right. his appeal, um, yeah, yeah, um, and and maybe just because it, it it fed into the idea that she was not good enough. And so that's why he left her. You know, you were talking about the unconditional right. love. Right. But he, he leaves her very cold, you know, very coldly. Yeah. You know, if just you have unconditional done. love and then someone someone rips that away, like that's. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and maybe Bella wasn't the most emotionally healthy person to be right. with. So. Well, and I think she had some abandonment issues from yes. both of her parents. I mean, yes, you know, Charlie right. wasn't exactly the most attentive parent and her mother we've already discussed but um um i think that i i i held out hope literally through the entire book i held out hope that he was somehow watching her it was like i refused to believe that edward actually left her like i knew he was trying to protect her but i kept thinking especially like when she would hear his voice when she was in danger yes i kept thinking he is somehow watching her he's either having alice watch her or he is doing something yeah, in order to to keep her safe and so I was really kind of pissed at him <laughs> when I found that nope he actually left like <laughs> you know like what what the hell's that I thought there was some unconditional love here and you just left her so I really new moon was an emotional ringer for me yeah. because you know you did feel I did feel for Jacob I did feel for her because like hello he left so yeah she should be able to move on but at the same time like just that gut-wrenching you know so yeah new yeah. moon was a new moon ugh. yeah new moon was tough <laughs> new moon was 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 really tough and um you know that again it's one of those things where you go back and you reread and and you're every time i think you do a rereading of any book you're in a different place yes so you're not the same yes. you're not the same and you person. see it differently yeah you do and well let's go ahead go no go ahead uh, what, what maybe i was going to say too when we're talking about how it affected us there was music that came into my life through Twilight, an enormous yes. amount of music. And yes. uh, there are certain songs, the, the OAR song, I think it's OAR, um, uh, about the, the car, about how, how am I going oh, to, I should have looked up what the name of it was, and I will, I will do that. Um, but when I hear that song, it is to me Twilight. It, it was like it had taken parts of, um, of Breaking Dawn, it, specifically and and came back and and just really if I hear that song I still just am like okay I I'm right back in it well I don't think that I was aware prior to that I I didn't really have a concept of of authors using 
playlist to write. Um, and that's something we should discuss at some point in time is like yes. music inspiring writing. But like the fact that she had these playlists that she wrote to and the fact that, you know, they released kind of music that went with the movie. Like I loved that. Like I, I'm a big fan of soundtracks and I'll yes. get the soundtrack and kind of relive in the movie in my mind as I'm listening to the music. And so to me, like the, the music that she had picked as a playlist just fits so perfectly with the vibe of the story and, and going with the story, obviously, because she listened while she's writing. Right. But, but yeah, it, it introduced me to new artists. It introduced mm -hmm. me to new music. And I still, to this day, I can listen to that, um, like the, the music that goes with, with Twilight and kind of be taken back to that time exactly. or taken back to what I felt about it. And, and like you, there's um, definite songs that I hear that I'm like, oh, Twilight, like, you know, yeah. that, that that's exactly. what that reminds me of. And it's actually, um, it's OAR Shattered. And it okay. was specifically the scene where, um, in Breaking Dawn, where Jacob is, he's, he's there and he is about to break. He, he, Edward, I think it, when they, they realize that Edward can hear the baby talking oh yeah and yeah. and he leaves the house and he he they they toss him the keys and he leaves the house and he's just done i mean he is jacob is so done well, and how much can one little wolf go through really right seriously? i mean and there's there's a line in in um shatter that is um uh how many times can i break till a shatter and he said i always turn the car around and he does he goes back to Bella, right. even though right. it is killing him. But that right. when I hear that song, I am I am right back and I'm thinking, oh, Jacob, you poor guy. <laughs> so right. anyway, that was that. Well, and it's funny, like one of the, um, in the first movie, I think there's just songs that are just so tied in my head to scenes, oh, yeah. like the, um, you know, the the title when the the at the very beginning of the movie like the song you know when the full moon like yeah. that song like every time I hear that or obviously when they're playing baseball and and Muse mm -hmm. is on that song just so went so well with that scene and and the and the very last when they're dancing and and um the was it Big Fish is that the name of that song yes. it's got an odd name yeah but um it I think that the music is definitely one of the things that the movie got right because mm -hmm. I know you're very passionate about this. Would you like to talk about <laughs> some things the movie did not get right? Oh, let's see. I went into the movie with such high expectations that I think most of us did. And um, I just, I felt like, I felt that it really missed, missed the boat in so many ways. I mean, it did a wonderful job to persuade people to go visit the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> it was cinematically. It boosted tourism. Oh, cinematically, it was beautiful it was just it was just I mean that which when they're going through the trees and and what have you that it was just beautiful I um the acting left something to be desired I am not I I did not really um agree with the casting uh specifically of Bella um and I felt that that the vampires in Edward's family were <laughs> just <laughs> different levels of horrific and not in a vampiric way. When Carlisle walked in the door, I said to my, I think, who, I don't know who was with me, and I said, how does he walk through the hospital without somebody yelling, vampire walking? Right. <laughs> because he just, right. you just looked at him and, and it would, um, Jasper, I think it was Jasper, who just always looked constipated. It's <laughs> just like he was just in this, this utter, and I don't think they were supposed to, I mean, they were supposed to be people who, for to some extent, blended in in the high school, and you just look and go, well, no. Well, and not only blended in, but were extremely appealing. Right, 
right. you know? Yes. And so I, I, again, I take it back to, they had no idea yes. what they had. Exactly. They did not throw a lot of money into this movie. They did not throw a lot of money into the special effects, into the, you know, costuming, makeup. Um, no. <laughs> I just feel like they don't know what they had. They thought they were making a movie for teenage girls and they had no idea what they had. I, I mean, I do think that special effects, costuming hair and makeup all that improved as the movies went along and as they got a bigger budget yeah i so wish they would go back and make twilight yeah like that's what they should have done for the 10-year anniversary remake it with the budget that it deserved because um it just was so cheesy it was so cheesy like the way that he moved through the trees even his sparkle like just I, I don't know. I, I, that was my hugest problem with it was it was just so cheesy. However, that being said, um, I, I love it and it has a very special place in my heart because of the way I saw the movie. And when we went, you know, I told you the midnight movie mm-hmm. was packed and people have been standing in line. It was insane. And, and they had not released merchandise. And almost this entire movie theater was filled with people who had made their own T-shirts. Yes. People who had made their own sparkle. People who had kind of like made their own, um, you know, people that were Alice or people that were, you know, Rosalie or different characters. And I took a friend with me to the midnight showing who had never read Twilight. And we walked in and she was like, what the hell have you brought me to? (laughs) Because everybody was like dressed up and and, and in costume and all this other stuff that uh, it wasn't something other than maybe like Rocky Horror Picture Show. That wasn't something I had participated in, like a fully interactive music movie experience when um, when the Collins came on the screen in the cafeteria, like the entire theater erupted with this energy. I, I, I think it was the first time I had ever experienced a movie theater that was full of, of that, that, that collective energy and that collective passion where everyone in there at that midnight movie, with the exception of, you know, a few people that had been drug along to see it, mm-hmm. were so passionate about what was happening on screen. And they were saying the dialogue with the characters. And, and when a beloved character would come on screen, like when Carlisle came on screen, everybody's like, oh my God, you know, because they felt like these were people they knew and people yes. they loved. And so for that reason, I loved the first movie. Now, if I sit here and watch the DVD, which I own, in my own house, I can pick it apart, yeah. uh, you know, with the technology and with the special effects and things like that. But my experience of viewing that movie the first time 10 years ago, I wouldn't trade anything for because it was it was this, again, this I, I was part of something that was much bigger than what was happening on the screen. Yeah. And even with with the last film, I went to the Twilight Marathon and watched all of the movies in one day, ending with the last film. And it was, again, like it definitely recaptured that passionate energy of people don't go and sit and watch all those movies in one day unless they're really, really crazy about them. Mm-hmm. And when the very last movie ended, well, obviously there was that shock ending and, the, and this huge gasp and the entire theater like lost its shit. But um, when it ended and they did at the end of it, the montage to um, Christina Perry's um, Thousand Years, mm-hmm. And they kind of showed you, and I just got chills just yeah, talking about yeah. this. Chills just ran over my body. They showed you like all these characters. Oh my God, Todger, I'm going to cry. <laughs> they showed you all these characters and there was this like just feeling of mourning in the in the theater that this was over. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. something that we had been so involved in and so passionate about and that we had loved so much and so collectively was over and was done. Yeah. And there was just this, this 
community feeling in that theater of all these strangers that were tied together by this common passion. And it was yeah. very powerful. Yes. It was very, I can still to this day hear that song and I tear up every single time I hear that song mm. because of what I felt in that moment and what I experienced with all those people. And again, it was much bigger than what was happening on the screen, right. much bigger than the quality of the movie, much bigger even than the quality of the writing, which everybody likes to bash. <laughs> it was something where you were part of a community or part of yes. a passion. And, and I think that's true. I don't, re I, I'll be honest, I know that I went to go see the first three movies, but I don't remember a blessed thing about the, the situation. I don't know who was with me. I don't remember specifically. I, I'll look, it'll come up in my time hop and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right, I did that. Um, I remember the Harry Potter movies a lot more, probably because my whole family was into that fandom, whereas right. uh, my kids uh, really were not big they were not that excited about the Twilight. They read them. They kind of, eh, you know, it just wasn't. They they, they were um, not attracted to Bella and Edward's relationship because they were they, they were telling me, "Mommy, do you realize how unhealthy this is?" You know, so so they, they but that's just, true of a lot of romances. It is. You know, it, it is. It really is true of a lot of romances that if we look at it from a clinical or psychological aspect of a, you know, from a counseling aspect, they're very unhealthy. Well, I think it made them though. That, that I was so gaga about it made them a little worried about me and my choices in life. You know, they're like, right. you know, right. do you really want, is this really what you want for us? And, you know, my answer would have been, no, absolutely not. But, um, you know, so I didn't really have, I was kind of on my own with it. I didn't have really even any friends who, who were that excited about it. Um, so I don't remember. And I actually did not see Breaking Dawn until several years after it came out and I watched it. It was on TV and I watched it. And um, I was like, I had already, you know, heard that there was a trick ending, so to speak. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't completely, um, you know, devastated by the whole thing. Um, and, but I, I can understand that feeling. I, I know that that sense of, okay, because I, I did have that more with the books than, right. than with the movies. Like, right. oh, this is done. And, and I kept wanting her to write more. You know, when she wrote, started to write the books from... Midnight Sun. Yes, from oh, Edward's I'm point still, of view. I'm oh. still very bitter about that. Oh, me I'm too. I'm so bitter about that. Me too. That, to me, was the best book. Yes. That was the best book. Yes. Like, I loved having his point yes. of view. I loved knowing what was going on in his head. Yeah. And he was my favorite character. Yeah. So, you know, I've already said I wasn't really that crazy about Bella and everything's told from her point of view. So having Edward's point of view and Edward's insight, I loved that. And the fact that she wouldn't finish it, I'm still very bitter. Well, and, and I'm bitter. looking, I, you know, I never read it. Did you read Life and Death? No. Okay. That's that was the book that she released at the ten year anniversary of the Twilight release. So back in twenty fifteen. But that's just a gender flip. It was a gender it's flip. Exactly. It's, I it's have the not same read same exact story, but, but she flipped the genders yes. and made the vampire be the girl right. and, and the, the human be the guy. Right. And I have so, not read it either. But to me, I would have rather had her write Midnight oh, yeah. Sun than Well, there was a, a bit of backlash because people thought when it first came out that it was yeah. Midnight Sun. She had to kind of release a statement of like, no, this is why I did this instead. Right. And um, I wish that, you know, I I don't know. I, I wish she would just write it and release it. Like to me, yeah. and, you know, and, she, and I understand her being done with it and over it yes. or whatever, but um, that's the story I want to read. I want to know Edward's story. I want to know what Edward was feeling and thinking through that. Because mm -hmm. again, he was my favorite character. So having the story from his point of view, I would have loved to have more of that. But yeah. what do you think is, is Twilight's legacy? Like so many people love to poo-poo Twilight and they love to say how horrible it is or whatever. But I don't think anyone can deny that it had a huge effect on the romance industry. I, I definitely. Think it's legacy. I think that it, 
I think that it recreated the young adult uh, literature genre as we know it now. I don't think that there was, I mean, prior to, to Twilight, there was, um, you know, there were, there were a few books here or there, or, or I just was blind to them. Uh, you know, I grew up in the age of Judy Bloom. That was, that was YA right. literature. Right. Um, and there really just was not that much. Uh, and Who's then, about to have a new movie coming out, by the way. Judy Bloom. Yes, I did. I, it's, she's, it's the, are you there God, right? Are you there God? It's me, Margaret. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that she made it so that you could have and again, I, I may be all I may be all wet about this, but to my knowledge, they didn't have uh, YA books that were about vampires and and werewolves and you know and and this kind of. I paranormal. think even if they had them, she brought in that yeah. wave of popularity yes. where suddenly everything paranormal became popular. You know, right. vampires and shifters and yes. and werewolves and all of those things. I think got a huge surge of popularity with with twilight right that brought that in and kind of sparked an interest in those types of books absolutely i I think it did i also um know for a fact that the juxtaposition of of her releasing these books with um technology and different things that were happening did hugely affect the indie publishing uh, movement because so many women specifically uh, read Stephanie's story about, well, I just had a dream and then I wrote the book and I sent it off to my publisher and boom, you know, or to, to a right, publisher. Right. Um, and and we all knew the story about how, you know, it was found in the slush pile and, and the, the editorial assistant read it and, and asked her, her boss to read it. You know, it was like a Cinderella story, but book right. edition, you know. Um, and there were so many people who, if you go back to the public, I call us our publishing class of 2011, um, who said, well, I did it because of Twilight. That was about three right. years after the movie had come out, about six years. So you had a you had this wave of people who had been writing since then and said, oh, you know, uh, we're, we're being told by New York that they're no longer interested in this. Well, we're just going to publish it ourselves. Yeah, I think it's funny that the according to the quote unquote industry, you know, the powers that be, vi- vampires and anything paranormal has been dead for the last few <laughs> no years. Intended. It's still selling like crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. No pun intended. But, um, you know, the industry decided they were done with it mm-hmm. and readers and writers um, were not done with it. So authors are still putting out those types of books and readers are still snapping them up and reading them. Um, but but yeah, I definitely think, and I think some people maybe began writing that because they loved Twilight mm-hmm. and some people began writing that because they hated it. Like, oh, uh, I can write better than that. Absolutely. And started putting out those stories. So yeah. for um, me, I, I definitely think for me, she it, had a, you know, an impact. It, it, it sparked the, okay, I, I was in that time period of, Breaking Dawn wasn't out yet. I was dying for it, for something else. I couldn't find anything else. And so I started writing myself. And, and you know, I started writing Fearless in, in August of, of 2008 as I waited for Breaking Dawn. Um, and the, for me personally, the legacy is also that um, on Twy Moms, once they reopened, I was part of Twy Moms, and there was a subgroup um, of uh, has Twilight sparked you to write your own book and a group of us got so chatty on there that they asked us to, to, to break off and form our own group which we did that's how I met Mandy my business partner and and other right. half of my brain um, I'm still in touch with um, the people who who formed this this 
writing group. We were we called ourselves the uh, the Twi writers at first, just because we were all writing. That you was know, your common thread. That was yeah. our common thread. And I'm still in touch with, with all those people. And, you know, they'll still come back and say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Um, so it's, it, it really was life-changing for me. I don't know that I would have become the writer who I am without that impetus and without the being surrounded by the people who, who became part of my life because of Twilight. So I will always be grateful. Well, this has inspired me to go reread it. I don't know that it's inspired me to rewatch it, even though we're talking about the 10-year anniversary of the movie. I don't know that I need to rewatch the movie. At some point, I'd like to sit down and watch them all again, just having yeah, too. A, a different mindset now. But um, but I definitely think I might want to reread it. What, but, um, what differences between the books and the movies were the biggest problem for you? Or not the biggest problem, I guess. Um difference I I think I think basically I was okay with like the the plot you know what I mean mm -hmm. like I feel like they got the main points yes. I feel like they they kind of hit on the main points um for me if anything it was it was the the visual parts of the movie that bothered me more so than anything that they changed from the books or anything they omitted from the books or, you know, I mean, there were definitely things that I was like, I can't believe they didn't include this or why didn't they include that? But I think for me, it was just that the actual hair, makeup, special effects, things like that were distracting for mm -hmm. me in the movies. What about you? Were there differences of like things they changed or things they omitted that really bothered you? No, I, I agree that plot wise, I thought it was, it was excellent. I, you know, I, I didn't really have any issues with, um, with plot differences. It was casting. It really was. I mean, I thought Jacob was an inspired casting. I thought he was great. Yes. I, that was, that was really good. I've always had issues with, um, books that I love being translated into movies, I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I, it's much better in my head than what it would ever be right, on the screen. Right. But I, I did not like Kristen Stewart as, as Bella. Um, uh, Edward was fine. That was, that was great. But see, when Edward got cast, when they, when they first started posting pictures mm -hmm. of Robert Pattinson, I was like, oh no, oh hell no, that is not Edward. Right. Uh uh. No. no, 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 no. But now having seen all four movies, I can't imagine no. anybody else being Edward. Like to me now he is Edward. And unfortunately now when I see him in another role, I have a problem <laughs> like seeing him as something else. Cause I'm like, no, that's Edward. <laughs> um, and the same with her. Like I don't, I, I was fine with Kristen Stewart as Bella, maybe because I, did, I wasn't that fond of Bella. Yeah. I thought she did. Bella I I really thought she did Bella but I think every other role she's ever played is the same exact facial expressions the same exact utterances so I don't think she was doing Bella I think she was just doing Kristen and that's what she does um yeah but um but yeah I I felt like um with the family members like I I I liked Jasper I agree with you mm -hmm. that he looked a little startled at all times <laughs> Um, I loved Alice. I, I definitely would love to see more of yes, Alice. Yes, I loved Alice, um, too. I, I, I and really Rosalie. Liked Alice. I liked Rosalie, too. I liked Rosalie. I, I, her hair in the first movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was me. bad. But, um, and I liked Emmett. I thought Emmett was good. Um, I thought the actor did a great job with Carlisle. I just felt Me like too. he looked too made up yes. in the movies. Yes, and so. same with Esme. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm looking right now, at, and this was something that had bothered me. I, I remember seeing the um, poster for Twilight for the movie. And 
if you look at the original poster, it does not, that does not look like Kristen Stewart. She did not look like that in the movie. Right. She looked much right. older. In this movie, yes. she looks like a, the teenage girl who you would expect right. her to be. The, the, the poster right. is gorgeous. And if that... I can... loved the Volturi. Yes, I, I thought that too. was a, Michael Sheen mm. was just incredible. Yes. Um, and I loved them. And I, and I loved him breaking down. Like, I wish we could have seen more like one of the things that I did like about the books Breaking Dawn was seeing all these other vampires and like what you know powers each of them had um it, it, to me it was almost like crossing over with the mutants of like you know each one had their own little thing they could do mm-hmm. and um I would have loved to have seen more of that like kind of exploring who they were now I, you know obviously you don't have the time to do that on the movie screen that's always a challenge when you're adapting from a book to to the screen but um I would have loved to have seen more of the different vampires because I thought that was cool like exploring how you know Edward kind of talked about that like if it was something that you had as a human then it was kind of amplified as a vampire and so I thought that was cool that like each one of them had their own their own talents that they were good at or their own things that they excelled at Definitely. So definitely. And you know, yeah. you, you kind of when you talked about the legacy too, you, you brought up a good point earlier. I think because the merchandising was so lacking, I know I did a lot of shopping from small, tiny vendors on Etsy and, and whatever. I still have a bracelet that has the the you know, crystal heart to, to represent Edward and the yeah. wolf. And I you do know, too. and uh, <laughs> yeah. And and actually yeah. the my reward to myself for finishing Fearless, which was the first book I had ever, I had been writing for years, but I actually finished writing this book, was I bought myself the, um, the actual gold and diamond engagement ring of, of oh, Bella's. The, yeah. And I still have it. The yes. replica of Bella's ring. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, we have gone we way have over our time, and yeah. I literally have little notes scribbled here of a million more things we could discuss about Twilight. Yeah. We'll have to do a part two. I guess we should have. We should. Um, if you were a fan of Twilight, we would love to hear your thoughts about the books. Definitely. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the movies. How did you discover Twilight? Did it do anything to change you? Like, what effect did it have on you? And, and what are your thoughts now, 10 years later? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you hated Twilight, we'd love to hear from <laughs> you, too. Like, what was it that, that you didn't like about the books? and or movies like what was it that really um had such a negative impact for you we'd love to hear that too so please reach out to us at an open dialogue one at gmail.com that's the number one so an open dialogue one at gmail.com or you can reach either one of us i can be found at violethow.com i can be found on facebook instagram or twitter as violet how Tadra, you want to give your details yes uh, i'm at tadracandle.com i'm on also on facebook uh author uh, page, Facebook group, The Temptresses, um, Instagram, Twitter, all the all the usual places. All the usual social the, medias. The, and both yes. of us do have Facebook reader groups. If you like listening to us and you would like to be involved in more one-on-one discussions with us, feel free to join our Facebook reader groups, um, mm-hmm. Tadra's Temptresses or The Ultraviolets. So thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.